Hey, and welcome to Die Hard on a Podcast number 34. No, 32. It's number... Episode ninety nine. Episode ninety nine for Battle and <laughs> Cell or Brawl in Cell Block ninety nine. Uh, yeah. I'm not even sure where to start with that one. <laughs> uh, Vince Vaughn has uh, so gained this, some weight. How's that? Vince Vaughn has packed on a few pounds. I mean, he looks good than he's normally looked for sure. Like he, he used to just look like he's like been drinking too many beers. Yeah. Or at least and, now, now it looks like he could beat some ass. Right, is, yeah, that's and that's true. Um, and as a as a guy who was once like rail thin and is now chubby, I'm always a fan of seeing somebody else who was once rail thin and is now chubby. Uh, and that's that's good. And you're right; he is a little bit more believable, a little bit more believable as like the the badass who goes into prison and and um, stomps somebody's head off of their face. Uh, you know, um, there is that. He is just—he is a little more believable in that. Um, maybe not quite yeah. entirely believable. I think he, I think he was fine. I think the the movie has has issues for sure, and I was so disappointed because I saw so many good reviews of it and like how awesome it was and this and that. And I mean, I, I like I like some of it. I like had I like parts of it, but like for the most part, I was kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, it definitely did have its moments. There were there were things that I liked about it. There was a, a few decent mm. lines. Um, whenever uh, he freaking told the warden that he had um like the problems listening or whatever, that was uh pretty good, but. Yeah, I'm, now, part of this is that, you know, I don't know if everybody on listening to the podcast knows this, but I am um, a corrections officer, i.e. prison guard. And I, so I, I texted you, I was texting you, I was like, I was like shit, another fucking prison movie. God, I keep, I, I don't know why we keep picking them, I just like, this is random. Right, and and it's hard, it's kind of hard for me to like watch these movies sometimes because I'm like, oh my god, that guy is the worst jailer in the history of freaking prison guards, like, what is he doing? Like, okay. The part where uh, Vince Vaughn, like, basically challenges the, like, you know, there's, like, the black prison guard who's, like, kind of cool and kind of trying to understand him, you know, and then Vince Vaughn mm-hmm. challenges him to a fight. Now, in the movie, the black guy is like, all right, let's bring it on, and they start fighting, uh, and that would yeah. get you in a lot of trouble <laughs> in real life, like, I mean, you know, because the correct response <laughs> Is that you know you get a big burly inmate that wants to fight you? You like run away and then throw tear gas at him, or you yes. know, OC spray, <laughs> yeah. pepper spray, or you say, sure, let's fight, and then you run away and you wait until like a hundred other prison guards show up, and then you go in and fight, you know, because like I I don't know they they beat that into you in training that you know you're definitely not there to prove to anybody how tough you are because that's the kind of stuff that gets people killed. It didn't make any sense because it's just like, I, it's just like he's like he towers over you like two like two feet like two feet above you, and you know he's a boxer. Yeah, you know what I mean like apparently he can take punches like nobody's business because like nothing phases him somehow. <laughs> but but like like and the first thing you do is like yeah let's let's fight. It's like, yeah, why we'll would just you fight it out. That? Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna call for backup. I'm not gonna run away. No. I'm gonna try and just take this guy on straight up, and it's just like. I mean that's the dumbest thing I've ever mm-hmm. I've ever heard. That would it, it would be amazing how fast you would get ostracized from the other guards if you did something like that or even said that you would do something like that. 
um, because, you know, it's just so dangerous. And then there's another point to that. And then when the other officers come in, they finally are all armed, which is another thing that there's no prison in America where you're going to see prison guards like inside the cell block with guns because like i mean that's so incredibly stupid because the chances of you a missing your target and murdering somebody else or b mm. having the inmate taking the gun off of you and murder you are like yeah. 95 to 100 percent more likely than you're actually going to shoot the guy that you're meaning to shoot you know <laughs> yeah i thought that was weird too i was like i've never seen in a prison movie or anything where like a gun itself is like right there. That's not on like the, the you know, I mean like over like the watch or whatever. Right. Right. Like over, in, over, 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 over like the prison like yard. Yeah. And in every prison in America, the people in the towers are using guns and generally like, mm. there's a person who like drives around the uh, outside of the prison who has a gun um, generally speaking um but there's no prison anywhere at least in america where they will let you come in quote unquote inside the fence with a gun um and in yeah. maryland it's actually a huge felony to do that even if you know like even if i was the warden and i brought in a freaking mm -hmm. gun um i would still mm -hmm. be charged with a felony and end up at least losing my job but probably losing my job and going to jail over it you know um yeah i mean i get i get i mean i get later on when they go to the uh, cell block 99 part with all like everybody's ever all like what however it is like old right. school as they say right i like, guess that's, that's fine with all the guns and stuff but that first part it's like you guys are like, like I, I feel like he would have been shot like 20 times as it was yeah absolutely because he broke the guy's arm like like legit and then like the one guy like hits him with the gun and he just stands there and like i was like i'd be like holy fuck like, yeah like put a bullet in this dude well, and the fact that they I never with a used, gun and he's like, no, nah. <laughs> uh, you know, the fact that they never used like non-lethal or less than lethal chemical weapons is just sort of out there because, you know, step one, inmate challenges you to a fight. Step two, you cover right. him in <laughs> mace. Like that's, that's like really yes. basic, like jailing 101 is the inmate challenges you to a fight and puts up his dukes and then you cover him in mace and wait till your freaking coworkers show up and then you get yeah. within arm's reach of him. Um, but I, I did love Don Johnson. That was Don Johnson, right? As the warden, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah, Don Johnson really as the warden in this. Um, he's like yeah. always smoking a cigar. Like that's kind of fantastic, you know. Like never mind that it's 2017 and you can't smoke a cigar anywhere. You smoke a cigar in your freaking basement, and somebody comes in and tells you to put the fucker out, you know. And he's <laughs> in a he's in a prison. He's just like I've just always got a smoking cigar because that's how much fucking pull I've got, you know. <clears throat> well, that's the thing too. I thought for like the first 20 minutes, I thought it was a 70s movie. Because he has like an eight track in his car. Yeah. Because like, like, oh, cool. This is like a, this is like a, it's like seventies movie. Cool. But then when he goes and beats up his his wife's car because she was cheating on him, she, he pulls out her her cell phone. I was like, oh, this is this is a modern movie. movie I'm right. confused now. <laughs> he's just a, he's just a retro dude. Is all. He's just. I guess so. He's just a retro dude. That's part of his character. Um. Yeah. And and and, and is it just me or is it? in his head i felt like he was supposed to be a nazi but then they kind of they didn't yeah like they backed like off had on them... it yeah like they kind of made him like a half or something because because i feel like that that cross on the back of his neck looked like it was should it should be like some sort of nazi right like power thing. right and like you know and he comes off looking very much like a member of the aryan brotherhood you know like, <laughs> yes he really does 
And then it's like they kind of went, well, we want the character to be sympathetic and we're not going to be able to get a sympathetic Aryan Brotherhood member. Even though they just recently made a fairly sympathetic Aryan Brotherhood movie in the movie uh, Shot Caller, which I'm not sure if you've seen that or not, but, um, you know. They no, no, I, I, I tell him. Um, like, they didn't really pull any punches with him being, a, um, <laughs> you know, he was definitely an Aryan Brotherhood member and, and you still felt sympathy with him. But, of course, there's a whole subplot to that. But we'll, we'll get into that for a different movie. Um, we've got yeah, because I was just like, I was like, I was like, if that tattoo doesn't mean anything, then I'm not sure why he's got that tattoo. Right, right. Because like, didn't really give like they never explained like, hey man, what's with the giant cross on the back of your fucking head? Yeah, and, and that's and all you have. <laughs> that that and that is a cardinal sin in movie making. Um, is to ask a question in the beginning of the movie and then um, not answer that question at some point in the movie, such as like, why does he have the cross on his back of the head? Now there is one exception. David Lynch can get away with it, sort of. Mm. <laughs> you know, like I guess David. That's like old David Lynch's whole steel. Like, I, like when I was saying this, I was like, well, there are David Lynch movies that are somewhat successful. But other than David, if you're not David Lynch, don't fucking do it. You know, <laughs> it should be. It shouldn't be like such a like. It should have been something else then. If it was just gonna be like a random tattoo, then I don't know how the cross fits into his character. And I'm pretty sure it's the first shot of the movie too. Is the back of his head, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's um, like it's like so it's it's a thing, and then you never really like yeah, like hint you know, at like what the fuck it means. Sort of religious, then you could maybe see yeah. it, or like you said, like an Aryan Brotherhood member, you know, like or even like you know, he had a past as this hardcore biker thug, and then yeah. tried to go straight, you know, like anything like that. But it doesn't give you any answers on it, which it does kind of ruin like it. Like he like he would have to explain himself constantly. He's like, oh, I got this when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like yeah, when I was when I was a stupid kid. Because like when he gets fired, I was like when he gets fired at the beginning of the movie, there's like the one guy who's I think he's like Hispanic, right? He walks by. I was like, I thought he was gonna beat him up because <laughs> that's where he was going, right? Because he walks past him all menacing. I was like, oh, he's gonna beat this guy up because he's racist, right? And he just walks by. I was like, wait, what's happening? I don't... And then like the car pulls up next to him like later on, and it's a couple I think Hispanic dudes too. I was like, oh, he's gonna get into this guy. I was like, no, he doesn't. I was like. I don't understand what's happening. Like, what's going on? Yeah, no, that's definitely a thing. Um, like, I guess maybe they were, like, playing with our expectations, but it, it just didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. And, you know, I was also kind of confused, like, <laughs> like how, you know, they kidnap his wife, and I love that actress. She was in Dexter, Dexter and she's been in a few mm-hmm. other, like, kind of B-movies, and I'm a really big fan of her work. Um, which mm. kind of made me sad because I was hoping that she would be in it more. But, like, you know, they kidnap her, and it's like, okay, the cartel kidnapped her because they want him to commit a murder. And then it's like, oh, wait, never mind. The dude from the cartel is in the fucking jail. Like, what? <laughs> you know? And, I mean, I understand. I think, they were just, I think they were just tricking him so they could get him. Right. To where to, to, to where the cartel guy he, he set up um, yeah, yeah. would end up in. Yeah, and, and that, that, that sort of makes sense, but... I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah, it was, was one of those things that when I was watching, I'm like, wait, what? You know? Uh, and I, I guess it was an okay plot twist, but it, was, it wasn't it was so obvious and uh, obvious enough to be a twist. I, I don't know. For whatever reason, that threw me for a loop. I was like, wait, the cartel guy's in jail? Well, how's he <laughs> such a powerful freaking cartel guy if he's in freaking jail? You know? <clears throat> uh, yeah, I was, I was unsure of who was corrupt as well in the prison because I, I, I got the sense that Don Johnson wasn't really a corrupt prison guy he was just he's just an, an asshole yeah yeah 
but I didn't think he was like a corrupt. But I thought like maybe his minions were. Mm-hmm. So that was confusing too. I was like, I don't know who is supposed to be like. Yeah, John Johnson for the most part was as a decent guy for the most part. <laughs> I mean, as, as yeah. much as you could, he was like a, a decent guy for a level. guy who freaking tortures his inmates by putting shock collars or, or like shock belts on them and then making them like shocking them into broken glass in their cell, uh, which I thought was a pretty but powerful yeah. scene. But yeah, that was like that's. I mean, but that's what he does, and he tells you that he's not just like right. That's his way, and he would tell anybody that way. And like the whole cartel thing seemed like more of a shady thing that I feel like I don't know, just didn't yeah. seem to quite fit with his character. You know, he, they were all dickheads. <clears throat> yeah, they were all dickheads. Um, which brings me to the other movie, Doggy Dog. I did like a little bit better. I, I felt like, even mm. though I felt like it may not have accomplished what it set out to do, I, I felt like it at least <laughs> was like trying to do something different you know like it was kind of trying to be yeah. out of the box as far as movies go uh but i'm like i said yeah, I don't I, know this is actually accomplished my... it oh go ahead sorry this is actually my, my second time watching it because i watched it before and i didn't like it mm-hmm. and then i listened to an interview with the director right paul schrader who wrote fucking taxi driver right raging bull a bunch of other stuff he was on a podcast with brady Ellis, and they were talking about like kind of doing things their own way and not like doing outside the system. It's not. And I was like, okay, let me, let me give it another shot. Maybe it's to see, right. See what it is. And I still didn't like it, but really? like, I still, I, I admired what it was trying to do. Like and what like, it was trying to do. Yeah. And see like, and that was the thing is, and now I, I actually didn't hate this movie because like William mm. Defoe is like a pathetic slash scary freaking psycho. I thought was, was kind of cool. That Like it's kind of different. Um, whereas, you know, usually in movies, either somebody is kind of a pathetic loser or kind of a freaking psycho, but not both. And William Willem Dafoe actually pulled that off in this, where he was, you know, a pathetic loser, but also completely and totally psychotic, you know? He seems um, like somebody you would actually legit run into and, like, be scared of in a right, bar. Right, right. Yeah, he was very, he was very <clears throat> convincing as a, a genuine sociopath or psychopath. Uh, and the opening scene with him just getting all fucking wasted on drugs and then killing mm. the fat lady and her daughter, like, that was a good opening scene. Like, there's no turning <laughs> away from that movie after you've watched that scene. It's not like you can say, okay, I'm going to turn this off and not see what happens next. Like, you pretty much have to see what happens next. Yeah, I mean, I like I like that aspect of it too. I just like yeah, the balls to the wall type aspect where it's like I mean, I've, I've jumped to the, the ending. I like the ending a lot. The way it was shot with like the lights and the smoke and just like it was just like this crazy sh- weird shootout. Yeah, with like this opera music and stuff. I was like, I was like, well, at least they're going for something. I was like, I don't think I it, it's not, I don't think it's quite working. I don't think Nick Cage is. I don't think he's very good in it. To be no, honest. he's actually. I thought Nick Cage was kind of awful. This is one of my least favorite Nick Cage films. Like I felt like, like you said, if they put Willem Dafoe in as Nick Cage's character, and maybe even Nick Cage yeah. as Willem Dafoe's character, it could have worked a lot better. Um, because I felt like Nick Cage, like I mean, like the stupid fucking Cagney when he takes over the car and he's doing the, mm-hmm. uh, like he's taking it, he takes the black people over, and all of a sudden he turns into fucking Jimmy Cagney. Like, I mean. First off, like, mm. who, yeah. who other than us freaking film nerds would recognize that? You know, like, even though he mentions yeah. that he loves old movies at some point, you know, it's still, like, you still wouldn't realize, like, oh, he's fucking, you know, you dirty rat in it with some, some old-school James Cagney gangster style. But, but, you know, like, but it's not even all that good because it's so over the top. Like, James Cagney, if you watch his movies, he actually wasn't as 
over the top as the characters made of him, you know, like, um, what is, mm-hmm. the, is it public enemy number one that it was his big one? I, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah. That and, that and white heat, I think were the big ones. And white heat. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and yes, he did have that kind of, you know, but it's not yeah. like as pronounced in the real movies as it is whenever actors are trying to do him. And it kind of was like, <laughs> you know, this is fucking stupid. Like he's gone full on James Cagney and, that was 70 years ago, you know? Was he doing Cagney or was he doing Bogart? I forget. He was definitely doing Cagney. He was definitely not okay, okay, doing okay. Bogart. Yeah. Okay, okay. <clears throat> and what is the thing? It's, like, it's such a bad impression that I have no idea who he was doing. Right, <laughs> right. Um, and, you know, and, and then, like, it felt like, like, that was the other thing, is it felt like his character wasn't super fleshed out, like, you know, like where yeah. Willem Dafoe's character, you felt like, wow, this is a real, really fleshed out guy that is believable, like somebody that you would actually feel like you could meet and be scared of. You know, it felt yeah. like Nicolas Cage's character was just this sort of this cardboard cutout of what the hero of the movie was supposed to be like, not what he was actually like, you know? Yeah, I mean, again, it opens with Willem Dafoe, but then it's supposed to be about Nick Cage, and they give a fuck about Nick Cage because he's just like, he wears nice suits, I guess. And I was just like, that's just like a lame. Yeah, there's no real build up for him. You know, like. It's just oh. like a lame. Yeah. But I did like when they <laughs> took over the drug dealer, uh, like the drug dealer's trap house. That was kind of good. And like, it's so weird. Like, this movie comes so close to being really good and just falls short. And it's sad to see that, you know? It's like, it's like they're a bunch of fuck-ups, which I'm fine with, but it's like it, they really need to just, like, be more fuck-ups. But then, like, sometimes the, the movie itself would try to make them be cooler than they were. Right. I don't know. It, it just seemed like it was, the movie was trying to be really cool with a bunch of characters that weren't cool. Yeah. And it's just, like, it didn't quite mesh style-wise with the characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, you still could be stylized with, like, a bunch of dopey guys, like, being fuck-ups. But sure. I just thought some of that stuff was... Yeah, it, right it just seemed like it was made by... It just seemed like it was made by an old guy, which it was. Right. And like, and some of it was cool, and some of it was just like, yeah. like how like just somebody's somebody's old that just kind of like has a bug up their ass about you know whatever it was they were ranting about at the time. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, they decided they were just gonna kind of kind of go with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, and there, there's been movies about a group of fuck ups that are are fantastic, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just uh, not this, not this time. Um, and, and it sucked because, like I said, I it was one of those things where I re- I started out really liking the movie, and then as time went on, I was just kind of like, oh, okay, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know I, I keep watching Paul Schrader movies because he keeps making them, and I'm just like, I want to like them because I kind of like listening to him talk, but like I just don't like his movies just aren't hitting anymore. Like they're just like not good. Right. And I, I think that happens to the best of them really where, you know, they hit their, they hit a peak and they make great stuff. And like, I think honestly the success goes to their head a little bit and they're not as critical. Mm. So they're kind of like, Oh, well, you know, freaking taxi driver was an awesome script, but you know, that was a fantastic. Mm. So now whatever I do is going to be fantastic. And they didn't put the kind (laughs) of critical eye to it that they did before they got really successful, you know? Actually, you know what? Technically, he didn't actually write this either. First oh, of all, it's really? based on it's based on a book by Eddie Bunker, which I would be interested to read because Eddie Bunker is an awesome crime writer. Huh. I don't but think but it's written by somebody else. Work. It's written by somebody else, and like it's just like, well, you're like fucking wrote like Taxi Driver. I hope you maybe like 
in some ways, I'm like, well, maybe I'm hoping he maybe he didn't write any of this. Maybe he just like kind of shot whatever there was. Right. Sort of. Threw so it then up. maybe. Yeah. Maybe like he didn't have anything to do with like the actual writing for once or something. I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> if he did, maybe it would have been better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> been very better. possibly. Um, and it's like I mean I guess it's just a testament to how good of Willem how good Willem Dafoe is as an actor because I just loved his character in it, um, and then the rest of the movie was kind of like meh, you know. Yeah, because like, because like, yeah, spoiler that he gets killed and there's like no twenty minutes left. I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah, <laughs> and, and like the whole I like I love the whole scene leading up to him getting killed where he's like about to confess that he he killed the woman and her daughter to his yeah. diesel and you know and, and like everybody knows that guy everybody's had that experience with that guy who is like I'm going to tell you something that you're going to hate me for but remember we're friends remember we're friends and it's like the only reason that you're friends with the person is cuz they keep telling you that you're friends you know like like everybody knows <laughs> yes. that guy who like his whole defense against you tell him to go fuck himself is that he'll you know he'll throw it out there like oh well remember I love you so and it's like I you know like I I recognize that guy now of course I've never had anybody confess to murdering a woman and her daughter but still like you know like that <laughs> like that was really relatable when he kept doing the well I just want you to know like I just I just want to be friends like you and Nick Cage are friends like the dude's gonna go okay well from now on you can be friends with me like you me and Nick Cage are friends you know like, it's like what that doesn't work like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so it's like I'll murder people for you. I never said you should murder people for me. Please right. don't. I never said that was a thing. Please don't. Yeah, <laughs> that's no, you know, tone it down a little bit there, Rambo. <laughs> uh, so, uh, anything else on these movies? What, no, I, I mean, I, I was gonna suggest before we started recording that we maybe cut this one short because, like, honestly. It was, like honestly, I think Skyscraper may have ruined us for a couple of podcasts because, like, every time I watch or every time I'm like watching one of these movies, I'm like, yeah, it's kind of bad. I was like, but is it freaking Skyscraper bad? And I'm like, no, you know. <laughs> What's like with with Brawl? I get what they were kind of going for with the style wise, right? I, I mean, I I applaud them for like kind of sticking to the the way they were shooting it. I just didn't dig it, right? So I mean. And a lot of people did. That's which is fine. Doggy Dog. Nobody likes that movie, but I was like, I, I appreciate that he, they were trying to do something. Yeah, and just and, both and, movies were not very good. And, like, and, and again, like I do want to, I do want to give um, them credit for. You could definitely see that they were trying to kind of think outside the box. And I think, I think film right now desperately needs somebody to have think out of the box. Um, now, of course, they also need to make it work. Mm, yeah. Um, there's there's the whole needing to yes. think out of the box and make it work part, but you know like I mean I think that, that modern film right now or at least at least mainstream film has gotten ridiculously stale and repetitive, and it really needs like a new kind of pulp fiction or or something to come in there and sort of shake the style up a little bit. So it's like I applaud him for for trying at least, mm -hmm. but uh, unfortunately it was just a good try. And don't make it two hours and fifteen minutes, man. Like, come on, like, yeah. cut that shit down. Oh no, dude! I was like, I was like, was like, I was like, like, I was like okay, like, I got another half hour, and then I'm like, forty-seven minutes. What? The oh, come on! <laughs> I was like, he's still walking into the prison. Why is he doing that? Yeah, that was it. Was so freaking long, and like, I, I even the entire broke bus. It up. Yeah, I even like broke it up and watched like an hour of it. And then, you know, like, went and did stuff and then came yeah. back to watch another hour of it. And I was still like, how can there still be 40 minutes of this movie left? Like, 
It's not that complicated of a plot. It's not that interesting of a plot. <laughs> it's just like one of those things where it's like, if you're watching this movie and you want to make it go shorter, <clears throat> every time they start walking some way, you can go do something and come back maybe in a couple minutes and they'll probably just be getting to where they need to be going and then and nothing, the plot will pick yeah, back up. <laughs> nothing will have happened in between that. That's very true. Um, you, you'll, you'll, you'll pick back right back up. <laughs> I wonder if this is the, like part of a you know something that we're seeing that's kind of a byproduct of the fact that film doesn't cost money really anymore. Whereas you know mm. it used to be it was like, hey, if I'm going to shoot this guy walking down the hall for eight minutes, it's going to cost me eight nine thousand dollars, you know. <laughs> but like now, hey, it don't cost yes. me shit, so we'll go ahead and do it, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I felt like it was a pace that the guy was like, yeah, I wanted to feel like this. But then they kept comparing it to, like, B-movies and Grindhouse. Blah, blah. I was like, but those movies fucking move, and they're cheap, and they're, like, 90 minutes. Yeah, like, well, you know, me, we, like, we didn't mention, we can't end the, the podcast without at least mentioning it, which was kind of grindhouse and was kind of awesome, was when he literally stomps the guy's head off was kind of cool you know i mean <laughs> he, he, he stomps he stomps the one guy's face and is like i'm gonna fucking kill this guy and like they don't move and he just scrapes his face across the, the ground it's like oh yeah it was, it was pretty awful you I mean, see it go like never mind that it's like physically and biologically impossible to, to stomp someone's head off like that that's uh, right. it was still that's awesome right. you know it was still really cool <laughs> Yeah, I can give you props because they were all like practical effects. So like everything was like it didn't look quite look real. But mm-hmm. It looked it looked great. So I I thought yeah. it was really that, that, so that it has that aspect. Right, and I feel like you know, if they had cut it down, like if they'd cut it down to okay, yeah. like he gets fired from his job, he freaking fucks yeah. up the drug deal, he goes to jail, his wife gets kidnapped, and then he stomps a dude's head off. Like it would be a great movie, but because they put all this other stuff in there, it's like ah oh, man. <laughs> It was like an hour before he gets to even prison. Like I was like, come on, like yeah. And he's in cell block. He's in cell block ninety nine for maybe t- like fifteen minutes. Minutes, and like, right? And there's not really a brawl. It should the the movie should be called Vince Vaughn stomps his no head off in cell ni- cell block ninety nine. <laughs> stomps everybody's face in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so all right. Well, um, I'm not sure what we'll do next week, but we should definitely stick to this like i said i think it's going to be a little while before we are able to accept another movie after watching skyscraper because like i'm telling you like that's, <laughs> that's a really high bar to set after uh <laughs> you know uh, like, and so I mean, like, if we watched a really like a, a movie that was actually good maybe we should do that because then it might reset me but what, like like now when mm. i'm watching movies that are just like mediocre or okay i'm like well are they they is like freaking deliciously terrible as skyscraper no son of a bitch <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> well next week can be like uh, like another film schooly movie if you want, if you want to think about okay that. all right um yeah we'll figure out somebody film school wise to do Cool. And uh, you can always leave it in the comments or give us a suggestion, and we're open to anything. Yes, and, um, always. Thanks, thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye. All right.